get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Best dressed man in television is Greg Amzinger of MLB Network, a product of the Lindenwood University. Makes us all proud as a member of the LUPC, the Lindenwood University President's Council. All of us Lindenwood grads are so proud of Greg. And as St. Louisans, we're proud of Greg. And Greg, uh, good morning. Loved the outfit on the red carpet the other day. Well, I, I really appreciate that. I, I apologize to your listeners because I sound like a frog with a bad smoking habit. <laughs> my my voice my voice is shredded. And you know, look, the, the the league has been trying to get me back to to do the home run derby in the stadium for four years, and I actually had a vocal cord problem because of doing the in-house emceeing of the derby. And I'm sure I annoyed everybody trying to watch it on ESPN. It sounded great. I, I, I was listening I was for you. Screaming! I mean, it was so many exciting <laughs> moments. But if you give me a microphone and I have the power to like yell at fifty thousand people, I mean, it was just so fun. I couldn't stop myself. So I'm always going to blow a vocal cord when I do that job. I'm going to lose it because it's just so much fun. I had a blast. I appreciate the kind words. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of a run like that, you do so many hours of television, you're kind of, you're kind of spent. So good thing I have a new show to do today. So I'll Absolutely. be going to the studio today. Yeah. We're, we're looking forward to that. You need to tell Brooke about your guy who sets up your outfits for the red carpet. So here's the deal, Brooke. I don't know what I'm going to wear until I open up the bag the morning of the red carpet show. So I, because he knows I'll freak out when I look at it and then I'll try to talk him out of it. So <laughs> I have agreed, I've agreed to with a deal with my guy that I just take the bag on a hanger. I won't open it. And this is from like top to bottom, everything, shoes, you name it. And I open it up the morning of, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm wearing a hat on backwards today. I guess I'm, I guess I'm doing this. I guess I'm wearing Gucci loafers with no socks. I guess, I guess I'm wearing shorts. My knees are going to be on display today. I have no idea what I'm going to do because this guy gets my full trust. So you don't give him any direction. He just He gets to run with the vision? No, he sits down with me and he's like, okay, so where are we going? Like, he's not a baseball fan. And I, and I tell him, okay, we're going to Seattle. He's like, so what's interesting about Seattle? I'm like, well, it's kind of a city stuck in the 90s. I mean, I love Nirvana. I love, like, you know, uh, Allison Chains. And he's like, okay, what about baseball? I go, well, the this sport wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Ken Griffey Jr. And he's got a little laptop and he's Googling Ken Griffey Jr. in front of me. And I'm like, he's kind of like the GOAT. I go, imagine Michael Jordan playing baseball in Seattle. That's what they had in the 90s. I mean, that's Ken Griffey Jr. So he sort of created this whole look as like a paying an homage to the best player in Seattle history. And I dug it. I thought it was a cool uh, a cool angle. Um, I, I mean, look, I, I pay for all this stuff. So when I saw, when I saw that I had seven hundred dollars shoes, I was like, "What? There are shoes that are seven hundred dollars?" 
my daughter's like, oh my gosh, they're Alexander McQueen's dad. You're gonna look like you're gonna look like the players. This is amazing. I'm like, they're white sneakers. Why did I just pay seven hundred dollars? Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I'm so old now. Clearly I'm old if I'm complaining. I remember when my mom complained about Reebok pumps being eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. Well, Greg, I you look seven hundred. It's crazy. You definitely look stylish out there. This morning, we've been talking obviously a lot about John Mozeliak's comments that he had with Martin Kilcoin, and a lot about how they're going to approach the trade deadline and even the off season. You've been on the side for a while now of saying that you think that they should make a painful trade, a painful move, and parting with a player. But do you think that they'll make a bigger, bolder move at the trade deadline or? this offseason so real quick you know I watched the whole interview and I thought John Mosellock was very candid and um, you know flexible and I know everybody in St. Louis hates him right now which is ridiculous but whatever uh, but I'm on the red carpet and Nolan Arenado who's really evolved in his fashion over the years like he used to not care about it and he wore some terrible outfits he admits that he admits that but he came on he looked awesome and he comes up very commercial break and he goes I need to give you a hug and he gives me a hug <laughs> And he goes, I'm so sorry we're playing like trash. And I go, bro, <laughs> don't apologize to me, man. I'm like, you're playing great. I'm like, things can turn around. And he's like, I just, I, I needed to tell you that. I, I'm really sorry. And then I know he gave an interview to John Hamm the day before where he said, look, it's a business. I've been traded before. And I understand I can be traded again. And I, and I look, I don't have, I'm not talking to anybody in the front office. I'm just using my common sense. I say what I feel. I don't say what I think because I don't think about too much stuff. So I tell him on the air, I go, no one, you're not getting traded. Don't, I know what you said to John Heyman. You're not getting traded. You and Goldschmidt are not getting traded. Now, will Jordan Montgomery get traded? I think he will. Will Jack Flaherty get traded? I think he will. Paul DeYoung? Probably. Tyler O'Neill, Jordan Hicks? That group might get, might get shipped off. And I think that's what John Mosellock was alluding to. But the core of the team is going to stay intact. Why? Because the core of the team is good enough to win the division next year. The core of the team is better than the core of every other team in the division. I know everyone's all over the Cincinnati Reds right now, but it's a game of adjustments. The Dylan Arenados of the world, the Paul Goldschmidt's of the world, they're on adjustment number 243. Ellie De La Cruz hasn't made one yet in his career. Matt McClain hasn't made one yet in his career. So we'll see how the Reds uh, perform going forward. But to assume that they're this juggernaut and they're going to hold the NL Central by the throat for the next five years, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. So I think, I think John Mozeliak is going to make moves. He's going to acquire young talent, trade while the stock is pretty high on some of these guys. But he's going to keep the core together. He's going to spend money in free agency for starting pitching. He's going to reimagine the bullpen. And he's going to go try and get him next year. I don't think this is a teardown. Don't think that it's, it's going to be a teardown in St. Louis because it's not. With the names that you mentioned as, as potential trade pieces, does that mean that the Cardinals are punting on this season and, and just focusing on 2024? Well, I mean, you're, you're up against it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you essentially have until the trade deadline to determine whether or not you can make a run. And when you're 11 and a half games out of the division, 11 and a half games out of the wild card, we've seen it before. Cardinals have done it before. I mean, 2011, what were they, seven and a half out September 1st? And they were able to squeak their way in, and we know what happened in the postseason. So a- a- anything can happen. I think every game matters. And this is my favorite time of the year right now, right after the All-Star break. Because with expanded postseason, you have to make a decision. Are you going to try to get in? And uh, the way I look at the Cardinals is 
they clearly have to look themselves in the mirror and recognize they don't have enough pitching. Even if a miracle happened and they were able to squeak it, they don't have the pitching to win the World Series. So why would you buy? Why would you buy talent? Why would you trade away young talent for Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn to put them in your rotation when you know that isn't going to help you win the World Series? There are teams like the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, they could win the division. That's great. Are they going to be buyers? They, no matter what they buy, they're not good enough to win the World Series. So, so a lot of teams have to have some soul-searching right now, including the St. Louis Cardinals. Greg, how do you like the Cardinals' first-round pick, Chase Davis, out of Arizona? He had the best swing in the entire draft. Best swing in the entire draft. And I got a chance to meet him at the Combine, talk to him the night of the draft. This kid's a star, man. Carlos Gonzalez reached out to him, Cargo, who had one of the prettiest swings of all time. It was like reminiscent of Ken Griffey Jr. And said, yo, you're better than I was at the same age. Hmm. And this kid is a stud. I thought it was just amazing draft class for the St. Louis Cardinals. You had to wait till I think, round 11 for them to pick a high school player. It's pretty much all college players. And this is what they want. They, they clearly had a vision for this draft class. They want guys that are safe picks, that, are, that, that many of them could contribute at the next level. And uh, at the top, Chase Davis is. Uh, I did not understand. Harold Reynolds and I have always seen eye to eye when it comes to drafts. Okay, We're, We don't follow this stuff year-round. We kind of parachute in for the actual draft. And we've had arguments with the gurus, the guys that know this. They, they do it for a living every single day. I remember Harold and I, meeting Aaron Judge at Studio 42, and we're like, we're drafting this dude number one. And Jim Callis and Jonathan Mayo, who do it every day, they giggle, and they were a bit embarrassed for us. And Jonathan Mayo goes, I know he's big, but his power doesn't translate into games. So I was like, um, <laughs> I, 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 I think you can teach Aaron Judge that. And Aaron Brown's like, I'm taking him number one. And they're like, I get it. You guys are lost how big he is. He's not the number one pick in the draft. I, I think we ended up being right on that one. I think Chase Davis should be a top five pick in this draft. Wow. That's how good Chase Davis is, and the Cardinals got him where they got him. So it was a great first-round pick for them. Greg, do you have any bold predictions of a player that you think will break out during the second half of the season for the Cardinals? I would like to see Lars Newtbar actually play the way everyone was hoping he would play before the season started. And, and, and really solidify himself as part of the core. Uh, because as of right now, you know, he's playing well, but he's one, you know, Burleson hot streak away from not playing that much anymore. Because like I said last time I was on your show, this is going to be an AAU high school basketball tryout all the way to the end of the year. Who's part of the core? Who we hold on to? Who's going to go into spring training 2024 with a solidified job? And I hope Lars Newbar kind of solidifies himself in the second half that he's standing next to Jordan Walker in the outfield guaranteed opening day next year. Because while his on base is always strong, I think there's more in the tank. Great kid. We love the personality. But I would love – my comp for him is my comp, and I think this is the ceiling that he could be. And you guys might disagree. I think a young Andy Vance like. Mm. Yeah, that's a good call. Mm. That's a good call. Right? And yeah. I think that's what we, we need to see him take that step and get to that spot for the St. Louis Cardinals on rooting for Lars Newtbar. Greg, what Nolan Arenado is to you, Lars Newtbar is to Brooke Grimsley. <laughs> she is the founder, CEO, treasurer, assistant CEO of the Lars Newtbar fan club. Yes. She even has a name for the f- people in, in the fan club. Uh, our name is, are you ready for this, Greg? Because you're allowed to join. Nutty Neuters of Newt Nation. 
wow, the alliteration is fire. <laughs> that is really well done. I remember before the season started, Brooke, and you're like, okay, give me your starting outfield. And I had Lars Newpar as a fourth outfielder. I think Brooke tried to hang up on me while I was live on the air. I think she reached over and your producer bought her hand away from the phone because she wanted to hit click. So I I understand. I understand. We all have our favorites. And I, I'm, I am rooting for Lars Newpar. I'll never forget. He came up on the set, World Baseball Classic. He's playing for Team Japan. And we're about to go live. And Harold me, Harold, and Pedro are live on the air, and right before we go live, you know, we just get, we just assume all these kids, or all these players, are like comfortable being on TV. And he's, you know, obviously a huge personality. And he's looking around, and he's smiling here, here. I go, "Hey, man, you all right?" And he goes, "I'm freaking out right now. I can't believe I'm on with you three guys. I can't believe I'm on with you three guys. I watch you all the time." And I'm like, man, I love this kid. He's so genuine. So, yeah, I understand why you're the president of the fan club. And I would love to be a member of the, what is it again? Nutty Neuters of Newt Nation. Yeah, the, I want to be a nutty neuter of your nation, for sure. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm waiting for my T-shirt, Brooke. I'm waiting for my T-shirt. Uh, Greg Amzinger, two more things. Number one, before the season, you pick Tampa Bay as your World Series champions. We're at the All-Star break. You have a chance to revise the 2023 World Champions are... The Tampa Bay Rays will win the World Series. They're going to trade for Max Scherzer. And Max Scherzer is going to down. love. Everybody write it down. He's yep. going to love going to the Tampa Bay Rays. Their front office ahead of the curve, and he's going to learn a lot. He wants to pitch until he's in his early 40s, and I think that is where he goes. I talked to Shane McClanahan during the home run derby, and he's feeling almost 100%. I think he's the most talented left-handed pitcher in the game. Class now is back. They're going to get Rasmussen back. This is a team that's ready to win. Taj Bradley's a rookie that's very impressive. The bullpen is loaded. I still believe the Tampa Bay Rays with Randy Arozarena, who is one of the great performers in our sport now. I believe they win the World Series. Yeah, you just got everybody fired up here. And finally, a tweet from St. Charles High School Activities. They say, please tell Greg Amsinger hello from the St. Charles High School. Uh, you know what's so great? I, I'm a proud pirate. And for years, when I would come on different radio shows, they'd be like, Greg Amsinger went to Duchenne High School. Greg Amsinger went to St. Charles West High School. I'm like, no. No, I went to the St. Charles High School, and Art Holiday and I are very proud of that because he was the other rock star that went there, and I was so enamored with the great Art Holiday, and I text with him all the time, and we followed their basketball and football seasons and, and baseball seasons, so we are proud alums of the St. Charles Fighting Pirates. Now, when I went there, I know I'm running out of time. When I went there, right before my freshman year, the school burned down. So for four years, I went to school at a trailer park. No lie. <laughs> and now it's a beautiful building that I never really stepped foot in. So all the kids are enjoying what I did not enjoy back in the day. But, yes, I'm a proud pirate. Did You You didn't live in a trailer in at Lindenwood, did you? Uh I, I think for like half the semester. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was like the dark times of Linwood University. Yeah. They cleaned that up. Yeah, it's beautiful now. It's, it's dark unbelievable. Ages, the dark ages. Going, yeah, going to Linwood was like kind of uh, on campus going to Woodstock. It was like yeah. kind of weird for a while. Right. Hey, but, more, but they cleaned that up. It's all good oh. now. It's first class. And more great things to come. Greg, it's always great to have you with us. Thanks for powering through with The Voice. Greatly appreciate it. Love you, and we'll talk to you soon. You guys are the best. Take care. Have a great week. You too. Greg Amsinger, MLB Network. You can see him on MLB Tonight.